It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You give us the takes. We give you a take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Joe, take on takes. I have two takes of my own. For takes oh, wow. And the wow. first one is that Brandon Staley is probably not having a very good one. Probably not. That's also very much in line with the first take that I have down from the people. Shall we? You want to just dive yeah. right in? And I'll say, I'll say my other right. one, which is also Los Angeles related. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll get into it all. Also, you and I just had an amazing podcast before we recorded the podcast that yep. nobody will ever, ever listen to. So, um, remind us to circle everybody. back to it in the offseason. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll remind us that really good thing that we talked about. We'll do that again. Uh, house husband digging the name here. Uh, says Brandon Staley coached his last game for the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. The embarrassment of Thursday's game is too great for owner Dean Spanos to sweep under the rug. And then a little follow-up here from Matt. Matt said that Brandon Staley should have been fired weeks ago. This is, it's a bad situation. It's a really bad situation. And, you know, Brandon Staley's not culpable for all of it. This is a Chargers roster that has seen some big money players that have regressed. Um, I think you're particularly worried about Derwin James and that contract. 
relative to his performance all season long. Worried about guys getting hurt. Uh, they're perpetually hurt. I don't know how much of that is Brandon Staley's fault or not. But the things that Brandon Staley is culpable for are egregiously bad. And anytime that you give up 63 points as a coach on a hot seat and you're five and nine when you were expected to be a playoff team, yeah, you're probably going to be done. I would be stunned if he if he keeps the job through this. I, I tend to agree with you, and I think most people would say, yeah, this is this is over, it should have been over, et cetera. What do you make of the people that say, you know what, Brandon Staley was never really deserving of this job? Like low-level college coach, very short amount of time as a defensive coordinator with Sean McVay, he gets this opportunity. Like, do we need to be a little bit more mindful of, hey, maybe this guy was always over his head, or you just kind of evaluate him from the job that he did with the opportunity he was given? I don't I don't take a lot of exception with you know, making an ambitious hire. And it it felt like that's that's what the Brandon Staley hire was. I think the hard pill to swallow is you got in Anthony Lynn's final season, you had Justin Herbert's record setting rookie season, and your response was to hire a very young progressive, mm. inexperienced defensive coach. I think if you, you look at the entire hiring process and the decision-making process to land on Brandon Staley, I think that's that's probably the hardest pill to swallow, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think that's a but great way to look at it. With the hire in a vacuum. You kind of knew. You knew right away that Herbert was kind of a special talent. And so finding his long-term like guy to build this thing moving forward with, hello, maybe that was Brian Dable. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good angle to look at that from. Dolphins Craze uh, has this to say. Raiders ownership can't let another legit interim head coach leave. Give him another season. This is, of course, referring to Antonio Pierce. Give him another season to see how it goes, especially since this roster is kind of far away, especially in the landscape of the conference. So the Raiders Antonio Pierce, with Antonio Pierce three and three. are three and three. Mm-hmm. They're going to finish at Chiefs, at Colts, home against Broncos. So probably three and six. Maybe they steal a game, four and five or three and six. You really admire the, the energy in which they've played with. Uh, you really admire the way that they've kind of galvanized a group that was so fed up with Josh McDaniels. I don't know that you're going to find a, a home run higher coach uh, that would make it a better option than trying to sustain some positive momentum within your organization. But I think the thing that would be uh, important for Pierce would be making sure the uh, right assistants are in place and there's a good plan. I do think the Raiders are a team that probably like more change for the sake of change would not be healthy. But I also think you need to make sure that if we're going to retain the interim tag and we're going to remove the interim tag, then the proper strings are pulled from a coaching staff perspective to try to level up the team. I think what's hard about this, like give him another year is that's really not a thing, right? Like coaches don't even, coach the last year of their contract without an extension right you know no you're not going to sign them for one more year right so like it'd be pretty unprecedented for 
for that to go that way. Not not saying that you're insinuating offer him a one year opportunity, but like I think you have to be mindful of that hedge that's necessary. But coaches they take four year deals, right? That's sometimes five six year deals to start off a a tenure. I don't know if that gets it done. You say hey one or two years, like hey we want we want to see it. Like you believe you, you believe in him as the person or you don't. Can we also do the thing since John Gruden left the first time? Bill Callahan for two years. Then you had Norv Turner for two years. Then you had Art Shell for a year. Then you had Lane Kiffin for a year and a half. And you had Tom Cable for two and a half years, including he was an interim coach and got an extension and did two more years. Then you had Hugh Jackson for a year. Then you had Dennis Allen for two and a half years. Then Tony Sperano was an interim coach and finished. Then Jack Del Rio was your coach for three years. Then John Gruden was your coach for three and a half years. And then Rich Bisacci was your interim coach and he finished the year. And then Josh McDaniels got a year and a half. And now Antonio Pierce is the like, we're talking like 16 years. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 coaches in 20 years for the Raiders. Pick some. <laughs> Just, I think they did. They did. And that Daniel Snyder gaslit John Gruden. And they yep. that was a 10-win team. <laughs> All that to say, I'd, I'd love to see Antonio Pierce get another crack. Hey, uh, can I get my other West Coast take over here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have not talked about this. I'm surprised this has not come up for you and I at all. Uh, so this might be a little out of <clears throat> left field for you. But the uh, Otani contract by the Dodgers is the most egregious thing that's ever happened in sports contracts. The most egregious thing ever that's happened with sports contract. What's up there? Like Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed deal under those circumstances with that trade. That's high up. What there. do you know? What do you know about the Shohei Tani contract? That he's he's taking two million a season for like the next ten years, and then the rest of his money comes afterwards. And how much of that is defined? The rest of that money. How much is that? I would assume the rest of whatever the value of the contract is. Less six hundred whatever six hundred eighty million dollars is deferred for ten years with no ramifications. You signed yeah, up to a ten year seven hundred million dollar contract and said we're gonna pay you two two million dollars a year for the next ten years and we'll worry about the rest of the, the seven hundred million dollar deal, which just so happens to be six hundred and eighty million dollars ten years from now. And we'll pay that out over ten ten year stretch. I, I hate to look at it this way. But, like, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, let alone 10 years of tomorrows, for you to defer $690 million that whatever it is. Yeah. To defer that and not put that into your pockets right now is ludicrous by Otani to be able to do that. Ludicrous. So, yeah, I think it's the same. From a competitive integrity of baseball. This is why baseball sucks. It's just the latest example. The Dodgers, <laughs> right. with their payroll, are going to pay Otani $2 million a year so that they can have $68 million to spend on other players on their team. And there's no barriers in place that prevents this from happening. But you can't trade a first-round pick in baseball. <laughs> you can't trade draft picks. Yeah. Get out of here with the baseball. All right, we're going to talk to Brady Curse, best Christmas movies, rookie receiving production, all that's coming up here. Stick with us. But when you're 
Hiring for your small business, you want to be sure that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why I have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, billion professionals, which makes it the best hey. place to hire Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And look, LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now and might not have the time or resources to hire. Well, thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they also just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. More takes. Drew says, we are in the fourth year of what will later be known as the Brady curse era of the New England Patriots. I see dark times ahead. I predict the Patriots won't win a playoff game in the 20 years after Tom Brady has left the team. The law of averages hit them like a ton of bricks. Our kids, our kids will know the Patriots as a struggling franchise. You see this, right? You see teams have a hard time replacing a legend quarterback. But then you also see teams go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck or uh, Joe Montana to Steve Young. Sometimes... It's uh, what you and I endured, Kyle, from Dan Marino, however long that took, Jim Kelly, however 20, 30 years that took. You know, like the Patriots are going to have a real chance at this this year to to pick a quarterback. So I think it's less likely, but you you do see this happen. Dark times, they said. I don't know. Dark times, yeah. the, The Brady curse era. I think the risk of this being realized is when you have a player like that, that player is much more than just the uh, quarterback of your football team. It becomes like an identity of the franchise. Everything that you do is ingrained in this player. And that's, a testament to the Patriot way, working the way that the Patriot way did. If the Patriots are going to avoid the dark times, they have to redefine the New England Patriots. And I don't know how likely that is to happen. Like if you, if you do move on from Bill Belichick and you just promote Gerard Mayo, I think you are perpetuating mm-hmm. the, the Brady curse dark times. As compared, like you, you have to as an owner, like Bob Kraft, you got to zoom out and you got to look at the entire thing, and you got to redefine how you do everything. Because if you try to cling to certain pillars of the Tom Brady era, it's not going to be replicatable. 
or that it's statistically speaking extremely unlikely to be replicated. So that's that's kind of where I fall on that. I think we'll know a lot more when we see what the Patriots plan is for their organization yep. uh, in the next two months. Well, whatever happens moving forward, you'll always have the Brady era, which is an unprecedented Smile. stretch. Yeah, I mean, like, what could possibly get you down after that? You know, like, nothing for me. If that was what I experienced in my lifetime from 2000 to 2019 or whatever that stretch was, right. brother, you couldn't get me down. I mean, you couldn't. I just, I'm just asking for one before I'm gone. <laughs> right. you, got, you got six? Dude. <laughs> And you played in eight? You're in the playoffs yeah. every year. You win the division every year? Come on, man. Yeah. Now, you, you, might, you might get bitter in your old age as the longer it goes. But try living on the other side of it. I promise you, every other fan base aside of maybe three would kill to change places and love them, have lost, to then never to yeah. have loved at all. So um... – be mindful as we continue to not feel bad for you ever. Just know. Uh, Marv, Marv with a Christmas take here. He says, Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Star-studded cast with a relatable dad trying to do the most for his family during a very special time of year. I enjoy the National Lampoon. I, I enjoy all the Chevy Chase uh, National Lampoon. This is the best Christmas movie best of all time. Christmas movie of all time. It might be for me, but that's just like my humor. And I know some people don't even think it's a funny movie, and that's okay. And like I'm gonna be Joe Marino here and say, team, let people like things. Yeah. If you like more of the childish joy of elf, or if you like the um nostalgia of Miracle on 34th Street, whatever. Go for it. That's fine. Just don't tell me it's die hard. My Christmas uh, vacation take is this. I didn't see it until later in life. Uh, that's probably not a good way to say it. I, I saw it not when I was younger. I saw it like I was in my mid-20s. I didn't have any kids. And it was billed to be this unbelievable movie. And I think the expectations for me were so high that it just didn't hit. And so I think it's a, a fine Christmas movie. For me, it's not the greatest of all time. I, I am an elf stan in terms of the greatest Christmas movie of all time. But yes, of course, let people like things. If you love that movie, go right ahead, champion it. It's one of the legend, uh, you know, the legendary Christmas movies. What about Evan had, um, Go ahead, yeah. What about Gremlins? Uh, you that's that's well, that movie freaked me out when I was younger. Jingle all the way. Solid. Batman returns. Um, it's okay. Uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling through unorthodox Christmas movies here. Just Friends, top tier Christmas movie. No, it's not really a Christmas movie, but it's set during Christmas time. You familiar with that one? It's Ron Reynolds movie yeah. from Obama. Yeah, I've seen it. Yep, yep. Um, right. I Evan I says, I'm out. I'll let you know if I see any other ones that jump off the screen at me, but you can keep going. All right, let me give you the take, and I'll give you the research, and you can tell us where you land here. Uh, it's from Evan. Evan says, we will see the first ever season in which four rookies will have 1,000 receiving yards, and he's talking about 2024. That 
most likely bunch is Harrison Neighbors, Odunze, and Bowers, barring any injury, but do not count out another mid-round receiver Cinderella season. So I've done the research here. Over the last 10 years, the, Kyle's all the way out on this. I was When I first read it, I thought I was more out of it than I, I am now. Uh, 2022, you had two of them, uh, Alave and Wilson. 21, you had three, Chase, Waddle, and Pitts. 2020, you had one, Justin Jefferson. 19, you had Metcalf and A.J. Brown as two. You had none in 18 or 17. 16, Michael Thomas, that's it. 15, Amari Cooper, that's it. 14, Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans, and Calvin Benjamin. Oh, all got it done. And then in 2013, Keenan Allen had one. So, yes, it's, it's never happened before, but can this be the class that does it? We put a tight end in it. It's tough, right? It's tough for me to, to buy into that tight end. Yeah, that, that, that's a hard sell. And they said don't dis- discount like another Cinderella receiver's rookie season, so I get it. Uh, there's just too much that can go wrong here. There's too much that can go awry, whether it's injuries to the quarterback or the player themselves. Look at Garrett Wilson, what Garrett Wilson was supposed to be this year for the Jets. This was supposed to be a 1,500-yard receiver. He's had a good season. Too many so variables. I'm out. Too many. Variables. We're only going to have one this year, I think. Nakua's already there. I'm not sure if anyone else gets there. They're all in the 700s with four to play. Maybe, maybe not. Right. right? Somebody's going to need a monster game. Yeah. Uh, Marv, this is interesting. Similar to their trade up for Patrick Mahomes, a massive trade up for one of the top three players in the draft for Kansas City makes so much sense. The Chiefs already have a strong roster and defense, and adding a legitimate playmaker like they had with Tyreek Hill, could easily bring them back to consistency atop the AFC. P.S. Love the heated Mayo debate on last week's Takes on Takes. And what's funny about that heated debate is I've I've, I've changed my mind. You, you can't have any of it. you got to get rid of all of it. So I'm with you on that. So there you go. Let's go, Joe. Oh, I've, oh, yeah, I've, um, I've had a week to think about it. Um, so the top three would be Harrison, yeah. Neighbors or Bowers? I, one of the top three receiver. I'm guessing some people think of a Dunze as like this top 10 dude. I'm not he's there. With player. He's a first round player, but he's, he's, yeah. Not transcendent or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, is Kansas City going to lose in the wild card round? Let's say they lose. If you get in the, in the mid to late twenty, if you get in the mid late twenties, I don't think you're gonna have the ammunition to get all, all the way up there. Nor do I think they're really in a position to do that. I know they've had a couple of years where they've really spiked an infusion of like young talent and draft picks around the rest of the roster and their cornerstone players, but we can give up two ones and two twos to go up from the mid twenties to like eleven and draft wide receiver three. Yeah, like it's it, a really good wide receiver class. Just st- stick in the twenties and draft one of those dudes. That's what I'm thinking. Like you got the opportunity cost. Like sit there in the twenties and pick some guy, like Xavier Worthy or something, versus okay, maybe you get neighbors if he falls to like eleven. Maybe I'd be the only one. I'd be the only one that, that we're in this conversation that I would like yeah. realistically think that would trade up for, and, and I would consider trading up for just because I I don't think of a Dunze that way, and they're not going to sniff Harrison. They're just not. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got more to get to, including when is the appropriate time to put up and take down your Christmas tree, so stick around. Uh, But this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
This time of year can be challenging for some people, and it's natural to feel some sadness or even anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can help counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools needed to manage everything that's going on. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the very best version of yourself. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. More takes. Brian says the 2023 tight end class has single-handedly destroyed the myth that tight end is a position that requires multiple years to develop and expectations for a rookie tight end should be low. I don't know if I totally agree with that. I mean, Laporta's having a great year. Kincaid's having a great year. Musgrave, Musgrave, maybe if he didn't get injured, I think he would be, you know, certainly the production would be a little bit better. But I don't know that it destroys that narrative. This is also a tight end class that we celebrated. We celebrated this tight end. We knew that it was really, really good. And so I'm not pointing to this as my evidence to say that, you know what, rookie tight ends are going to be ahead of the curve. I think that's putting your expectations in an unfair place as Kyle has acquired the poop hat for this one. The poop hat, uh, poop emoji hat. Did we always call it the poop emoji hat or did we call it the poop hat emoji? Something Which like obviously that. is phonetically incorrect. I'm sure we. I'm incorrect. sure it was wrong. Whatever we did was wrong. I'm sure of it. Yeah. The poop hat. Um, Sample size, sample size, sample size, sample size, right? Yeah, their sample size is seasons. Strong. Yeah, but yeah. they're having they're not like um, unreal. They're they've been good players as rookie tight ends. Right. Like and we kind of expected it. Right. Yeah. And then one one year of that versus the norms of year over year over year. It's tough. Yeah, I I think the and look at the two spots, right? Like we're talking about Ben Johnson and and that Lions offense that has done such a good job of maximizing production. And then the Bills with with Kincaid had like a vision for him to be this like bigger slot weapon. And and it's a good situation for him as well. So I don't know, man. Uh, Magic Muffin says it's totally acceptable to keep your Christmas decorations up through January. It's a month with no major holidays and Christmas decorations bring a little bit of light and warmth to a month. That is otherwise dark, cold, and miserable. Kyle's doubling down. You want light and warmth? Light a fireplace. I'm sorry. You want my take on this? I'm surprised at how many opinions are out there about, like, when it's okay to put it up, when it's okay to take it down. Like, who cares? Why do people care so much about this? What is is it? What 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 are the lights in the tree for? What are the lights in the tree for? 
decorations. Like, like what's uh, for what? For Christmas. Okay. How long do you leave your jack o' lantern out on your front step? Well, I, I don't. I. How I long guess. do you leave the turkey on the table? Well, my my wife is on top of all of this stuff. I mean, if if how, if how many how many days do you get to celebrate your birthday? I don't care. Like, but I don't. If you want to extend Christmas as hey. long as you want it to be, like, I don't care. I have a friend. I have a friend whose He's wife has a Christmas tree up at all times, and it's in their bedroom all times. Is it decorated? It's at decorated, all times, yeah. or, is, or is the tree just up? No, it's decorated at all times. But who can like who, who, is that harming anybody? Like, why do people care so much no, about this? No, you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, but I just like my opinion for my right. house. I'm like, all right, hey, you know what? You know what it is for me? It's such an interruption to the floor plan of our house. Like, we got to move like multiple pieces of furniture to accommodate a tree. That when it's over, I love to. I, I, the big pet peeve for me: every square inch of my walls when a tree is up, is lined with some structure. I'm a little bit more minimalistic. I'd like an open floor plan. I'd like to have more room. And it just gets, it congests the entire yeah, I hear you. house. I hear you. The tree. I'm with, I'm, I'm like that too. There's way too many things I'm in my house. Like, get it, get it out of here. I got too much stuff. All right. Kyle's uh get it up and get it down. I'm a, uh, don't really care, but I also like having the space. Uh, let's see here. Brian says the NFL is still very bad at evaluating and prioritizing one of the most important traits for football players, quickly processing information and making correct decisions under duress, particularly at the quarterback position, much like the 40 yard dash is used to measure speed. The NFL needs an objective measure of this ability. The wonder look is an antiquated measure of cognitive ability that doesn't really apply to football. And can we agree the S2 belongs in the trash? Of course. Obviously, it does. That, that, that big one-year fad with one one year of talking points for the S2. And the S2 sold one team on taking a quarterback of a certain type and passing on another quarterback because he tested poorly on the S2. And then that quarterback that they passed on is was on pace with modest skill group including his primary target was another rookie receiver and a first-year head coach who's a defensive-minded head coach and a first-time offensive coordinator to rewrite the rookie record book. And I don't know that he's going to get there now because he's injured, unfortunately, but like, I put him on the whiteboard and talk X's and O's. I could care less about his S2 score. I'm generally like a little surprised at how the NFL doesn't have this figured out yet given the exposures that they have to these players, you know, we, we get some exposures to players, but it's mostly tape, right? We're evaluating film and what we kind of hear from people. We know these people will spend like intimate time with these human beings. They breathe bring them to their facilities. They go see them where they're at. They, they, they're tracking them for years and you don't have a better gauge for this. You don't like, it's a little disappointing to me. And I don't think the answer is a test. I think the answer is spending time with these people and like, obviously you're talking to coaches, but, but you also have to look at the lens of they're probably going to be saying only glowing things about their players. But like, I'm a little surprised that we don't have this figured out in in, in a better way at this point in our, in the history of football. Last one here. Simplifying water. Yeah. Uh, Greg has a take here. 
winning a college football national championship as a coach is more difficult than winning a Super Bowl. I 100% believe this. Depends it on starts where you Well, yeah, that's where it starts with. And I think you and I have done this in the past. How many schools actually exist that you can win a national championship at? Not that many. So first of all, you have to get one of those jobs. Proportionate to the number of jobs that are available in FBS football. And then you're, I mean, you're the recruiting dynamic of it, the especially what's going on now with the portal and NIL. Like you have to, I mean, in some ways you got to be the slimiest, you got to be the slimiest good coach and get one of those. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I think this is a good take. I think it's harder to win a yeah. national championship than it is a Super Bowl. I, I would agree with this too. Just, just if you were to just boil it down from a numbers perspective too, what would you say? There's like 130 FBS schools. How many teams do you think have a legitimate chance any given year to win a national championship? 15. 15? Okay, so it's a little over 10%. Yeah. That would be the equivalent of three NFL teams having a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. Right, and with the talent discrepancy, it's not the same. In the NFL, like it's any team can legitimately beat any team, right? There's a there's there's more talented teams than others, but there's a there's a floor here that exists. In college football, are you kidding me? Some, right. There's some fights out there that are not fair. Right. So good take to close with. Do we have a Teddy take? Oh. Which was your favorite? Mm. My favorite was probably the last two. It might have been from Brian and Greg there with the yeah. measuring. Co Teddy's yeah. then. Maybe so. Oh, Teddy takes a week. So thanks to you guys and thanks to everybody for your commentary, your thoughts, your hot takes. So from Kyle Krabs, he's joining. We're locked on NFL scouting. We hope you enjoy week 15 of the NFL season. It is underway after Thursday night football last night and lots of action coming Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So you'll have a weekend full of NFL football. We hope you enjoy. We'll be back on Monday to break down all of the action. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.